So I'm doing a series for our Cultivate Gatherings when I'm teaching. Um, I say when I'm teaching because we have guests this year. We have, yeah, I, I love that. We have uh, extra extra people teaching this year, which I'm excited about. Um, I'm doing a series on how to study or how to read the the Bible with the Holy Spirit. And the reason I say it that way instead of how to study is because I feel like those words uh, infer a, a specific way of how you approach the Bible, right? So if I say, Lace, how do you study? Like, actually, we had the, right, we had the discussion this morning. I was like, hey, I think I want to talk about, you know, what we're what we're doing in Cultivate. And you're like, but I haven't studied the Bible in years. I mean, that's not, okay. That's what you said. I But what I meant was, I study it when I teach, I guess. But if I'm doing my quiet time, it's a little bit of a different process. You know what I mean? No, I know, but that's what I that's what I don't that, that's what I that's what I meant is that it's different like if you're like, Hey, will you teach on blah 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 and I'm like, sure. Like I can I study it. Right. But that's I'm not talking about how to read your Bible for how to tell others what it says. I know. But, so why this runaround <laughs> people? You I'm feeling contrary today. People <laughs> I try to explain to people how difficult you are, and it's only through the podcast that they actually see it. <laughs> Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife Lacey and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. How have you, I guess, been able to open your Bible and have God speak to you through it with such quick, <laughs> almost, it sounds like just these like little insignificant steps or moments that you have, but how do you, how do you get something from it? How? <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I'm, I've been very frustrated for a long time because... I am somebody who wakes up slow. I enjoy to feel, I enjoy to spend my first, um, you know, half hour, hour, at least half hour with the Lord. I um, that that is what I like to do. Um, I prefer an hour, and I get up early enough to do that. But because a person in our home is a morning person, and she knows that she can have me all to herself during that time. It's really hard, and it has been for the last 11 years, to have um, moments that I, I feel like I am really pressing in like I used to before mm -hmm. we had kids, right? It's very different. Um, before, I used to have roles that the kids could sit next to me as long as they weren't talking to me. Um, then the problem was that they're talking to me too much. And so I'd say, okay, well, you can't come in the room, like, just don't come in. Well, that was, that was too much. So then it consisted of interrupting every two minutes to ask a question or get permission for something or the house is on fire, whatever it is. There's there was always, you know, that phase, right? For it the record, our house was never on fire. Yeah, It didn't, it didn't matter. It didn't matter which methodology I tried, it was like, I still just, it's really hard for me to get that concentrated time in the morning. Um, it's not like it doesn't ever happen, but it, it happens less than it does happen consistently. And it, and people, you know, some people it works for them to do that before they go to sleep. Well, I am generally wrestling that same time. <laughs> <laughs> to bed as well and um i'm gonna be really honest with you it's really really hard and i've come to my end of myself a lot with it and so i was telling nathan that i can't i can't delve into scripture like i used to i can grab a chapter here or a few chapters there or a couple verses here. <laughs> some, some psalms and 
you know, sometimes Nathan and I have a good run where we have, you know, I, I'm able to really reflect on something, pray on it. We're able to pray together. You know, we mm-hmm. generally pray together every morning. That's something that we're able to do. Um, but as far as, I guess, the way I was taught to do devotions and the way I prefer to do devotions, <laughs> which is very concentrated time in the Bible and re- like having a plan. Like I'm going to either study out for myself X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to really delve into this book. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, I used to love pulling out my strongs and my, you know, concordance and all of that, like, um, or I was thinking my strong concordance and my, and my knaves, all that stuff. Right. I enjoy just having that time to really get into it. And my reality is so much different than that. And so, it's like the question I always ask myself is, can I fully be transformed, captivated, um, changed by what I'm reading if it seems so quick mm-hmm. and if it seems so um, less than, like less than what I want it to be? So, <clears throat> um, I want to get into the weeds a little bit and then back back to what what you're saying. What is a Strong's Concordance? Oh, um, so Strong's just goes through the, um, depending on what translation you have, it's going to tell you what word was used in that scripture, and the um, it, it's going to translate it back to the Hebrew or the um, Greek or Aramaic mm-hmm. um, translation of that word. And so then you get a little bit more uh, of a definition, maybe. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of my favorite, I love to use different translations, honestly, more than even those um, those resources. Mm-hmm. So I will grab like an Amplified. I love Amplified Bible for Study because... She use they use all the words. <laughs> they use all the words. And um it's like, oh, that word might have meaning in that trans you know, that word has that meaning as well. Let's throw it in there. And I love it because it really unpacks the scripture in a new way. Now, if you were mm-hmm. to read out loud for like a prayer meeting, that's not gonna go as well with the amplified. But for study, I really think it's great. And um I get a lot out of out of just having a different translation or even paraphrases. I love having like an ESV. I imagine it this way. So it's like you have your spine, like your ESV is your spine. And then surrounding it, you have all your other translations that you can kind of like pull into for different, um, not different, but for kind of a little bit more of a uh, explanation as Mm -hmm. to what the verse might be saying. And the ESV is an English standard version. Um, Another great, like she's saying, using as a spine. Um, I like NASB, New King James. Those are all pretty, um, fairly, fairly literal translations. Right. And that's what she means There's by a spine. There's not really a lot of sensation or pushback about those translations. Yeah. They're all pretty much commonly agreed upon. Like, yes, this, <laughs> this is legitimate. And yeah. I think it's good to start there. Because if you start off with the message and you build your whole theological base from that, you might feel like you're a little lacking yeah. just in the way that certain paraphrases, the process of which they were done. It doesn't mean there's no value or they're not usable. Or you can't read them. Right. You just might lose out because of the process of com- that they used in that translation. Right. And the message is another, another well, it's more of a paraphrase um, from a... Yeah, paraphrase. Um, so you said Strong's Concordance, and the reason it's called a Strong's Concordance is a guy named something strong. <laughs> something strong. Kind of did did the William? first. Uh, no, it's not William. <laughs> Craig. That's not Craig. <laughs> this is like two hundred years ago. They didn't have a Craig. They had William. They did not have a Craig. I know. That's why I thought it was funny. <laughs> Okay, so strong. What are the what are the weird like new millennial names like Valiant, <laughs> Valiant Strong? <laughs> that would be like a Christian millennial name, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's so true. 
fervent. Come here. Come here, fervent. Exactly. Sorry. That would be the uh-huh. girl. Um, goodness. Okay, so Strong's Concordance. And then you also uh, mentioned knaves. What's knaves? It's not a navel, is it? Like you just stare at your belly button. What is knaves? Wow, you do um, those questions really good. Thanks. <laughs> you don't. You don't do them good. Um, knaves is topical. So it, it, that is going to be what has your topical... Um, Top, topical topics. It's going to be what has your subjects. So if you want to look up verses on love, then you're going to go to love and it's going to mm-hmm. list out a, a large portion mm-hmm. of scriptures that have the word love in it or the concept of love mm-hmm. in it. Um, <clears throat> and again, other, it's called Knaves because it, it was actually another guy. guy that, right. Yeah. And the other one that's really great is just the chain reference, the Thompson chain reference, mm-hmm. where um, most of them, Thompson kind of became famous with the good old <laughs> chain reference, but most good study Bibles are going to have your your chain reference where, and that means that if you're reading um, in one part, you know, you're reading in John and Jesus is saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Well, then you're going to get linked to Hebrew or Hebrews where it says, you know, he's the perfect representation of his character. You know, it's going to bring you to places that affirm or um, even if there is a prophecy from Isaiah that one of the apostles is quoting, it's going to bring you back to where where it it was was quoted. So that's an excellent study. I mean, I still use that because it's so... Yeah. Easy to just grab that and, and move in that. And uh, most quickly. most uh, translations, most Bibles have that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Jesus, e- even just as a simple reference tool, some of them are far more um, <laughs> uh, exhaustive in their references. Right. If you get a, especially a study Bible reference, study Bible. But most Bibles, very few nowadays, don't have a. Well, and I would say. <clears throat> just to know what you're looking for it's it's the tiny little letters mm-hmm. that are above the word so that's the that's what you're looking at and then you look down and it's not going to be the notes it's not going to be whatever notes are in your bible like if you have a study bible they're going to have the um the interpreter's notes what you want to look at is the tiny letters that are kind of like around that mm-hmm. either in the middle to the side or kind of at the bottom below the study yeah. and that's going to have the the little the verse numbers, and then it's also going to have the letter, and that'll show you where to cross-reference with. And if your Bible doesn't have that, I would really suggest getting one that does. And honestly, um, I think it's really beneficial to have a physical Bible and um, because it familiarizes yourself with the passages in general, I think better than if you're on a smaller screen or yeah. or such. The, the Kind of the give take with that is there's such cool Bible tools online now that you can reference. Right. But I think that if you're trying to familiarize yourself with the Bible, if you're trying to familiarize yourself with passages, that that's such a great way to do it. It's just a a study Bible. And you, you can start to do that, you know, do the flipping, do the, you know, actual physical, uh, book Mm -hmm. uh, study. And I think you, you get a lot out of that just, just from the process of having to, yeah. To move through the scriptures that way. Well, and even in my, so in my daily words that we email out every day, um, what I'll do is there's a, it's Bible.com and it has, it's actually out of the U version. Um, anyways, I'll use that to find a, some really good translations and find the, the, the translation that I like the verse in. And um, I, that's one you of. You just pick whatever translation you like the best. I'm giving you a hard time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. Um, no, you know what's funny is that is the benefit of multiple translations, especially in English, where the best, uh, I actually have a, one of the teachers I taught with, I mean, he's brilliant. He knows like seven languages and has made up a few of his own languages. Like he reminds me of J.R. Token because he's written books with fa- like fantasy mm-hmm. books with languages. And so he's a, he's a Greek scholar, um, and he, in his classes, I mean, he he knows the Greek front and back, right? But he goes, listen, if you're, you're you don't need to know the Greek to read the Bible to get stuff out of it. He goes, honestly, the best thing you could do is sit down with multiple translations, 
or a dictionary or a thesaurus to find out why did the translators use this word. And so that's where, like, for me, I really appreciate multiple translations because it is that. It's it's very much, it's going from one language into another language, and they're trying to find the best way to say it, to say the meaning. And either they're going to go word for word, which is a little clumsy in English, or they're going to get the idea. What's the big idea that the the Bible writers were wanting to express? Um, so yeah, when I do the daily word, and I'm glad you did that, most of it's done on a digital Bible where I'm, I'm looking up right. different translations. However, because I give a prophetic word with it, with the daily word, uh, the daily word, um, oftentimes I will have my, my physical Bible open because I want to read around and read some of my own cross references, read some of my own. Um, you know, what, what I've pulled out of the passage. And so I'll have my own Bible with my notes that I've written in or, or whatever. That way I'm giving a word that is contextually accurate, right. not just, oh, I'm going to say this. And so um, and because I've been using one study Bible for years, it has a lot of my own thoughts in it, my own uh, aha moments, you know, things that I know God's spoken in me and, to me. Nathan's notes in his Bible are hysterical. It's like the <laughs> tiniest little print you could possibly imagine. Like if little mice had pencils, because he won't use a pen, he has to use a mechanical pencil. Because I miss They're like, they're like, it's perfectly spaced and perfectly written. Like a teeny margin has like all these little teeny <laughs> notes. It's hysterical. My Bible is like. Oh goodness. I don't know. It's like loop-de-looped over here, loop-de-looped over there. And if I run out of space, it's like an arrow that like points and up you don't a little even, way. You don't even use a single like writing instrument. You, no, it's always different. It's literally could whatever. Be a pencil, could be a pen, could be a red pen, could be a blue pen. <laughs> but I guess when I met you, you even refused to write in your Bible. You'd look at me like I was like a sacrilege. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh my gosh, what are you doing writing your Bible? I'm like. It's a study Bible. That's what it's made for. And you were you were so convinced that it was wrong. And like, how do you remember things? If you're not writing them? Right. No, that's no. It's it's true. And I learned that I can write my Bible. The teeniest, tiniest little print. <laughs> how else am I gonna read it? I mean, I guess. Okay. Anyways, back to you. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Okay, so that was a little little uh, in the weeds on some study stuff. Yes, but you were talking about how lately, and by lately I mean the last decade or so, um, <laughs> you've not been able to outside of these. I guess, and right, and it's not like I don't ever, right? It's just not. <clears throat> no, outside of these. Consistent. One, right. A few times where you're teaching, and so you you are you set aside time to go and study and, you know, what you mentioned, there's different. Because your question is not about preparing teachings. It's no. daily. Daily. Studying yeah. or no, daily kind of just connecting with the Lord through his word, I guess would be yeah. a better yeah, way yeah, to yeah. say it. And so you said, you said a couple things. Number one, you've used different translations. Mm-hmm. Um, more paraphrase, more more ones that, um, for lack of better a better term, they're not spine. They're not spine uh, translations. Not always. I like my ESV too. No, no, no. I know. I mean, it's six and one half dozen that I mm-hmm. grab a paraphrase. That's true. That's true. You ESV. <laughs> See, you and I again differ on this. Where it's like I need my one Bible. It's my Bible, no matter what devotions. This last year was a huge. <laughs> So you bought me last Christmas, not this previous one, last Christmas. Oh, yeah, that was big for you. you. Yeah, you bought me uh, um, Passion. Uh, the Passion Translation, and I really felt like for this last year I need to do just read that, no notes, no writing in it, just read it to receive what God has for me, right? Which was so hard because I love my ESV, I love my notes, and if if a thought comes to me, I want to be able to write it in there real quick, you know? And I wasn't able to do that this year, so that's been... You couldn't write in your passion one? 
No, it was it was something very specific. It was something very specific for me. Did you write in your passion one? I did not. <laughs> There's no space. It's, is it because your Bible's the only one for writing? Well, and I... Tell me. Tell it, me the truth. No, is your Bible it, the only one for writing? It's because it has wide margins, and yeah. so I'm able to write notes. There's no margins Well, I mean, the... I still can write in a Bible that have margins. You just find some white space. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> and that's why you and I... <laughs> Are different. <laughs> I used it when I was younger. <laughs> oh my! One of my fa- my favorite Bible I've ever had is um, I think it was K. K. Arthur when she came out with her inductive study method. It, it's a great study method, actually. The inductive method is great. <coughs> I'm not. I like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is the inductive hold study? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You, I'm getting there. Okay, you're just taking forever. Go ahead. It is, you can look it up online, okay? Look up inductive study method. It involves a lot of different colored markers. You don't need all those. I never use those. I really like the philosophy behind it. Some people that are like, you know, the people that have the binders, if you're sitting there with your binder, you know I'm talking about you, you go get your colored pencils (laughs) or markers. The rest of us, you know, yeah, you know who you are. The rest of us can just use a pen. But um, that is a really, really fun, I found it fun. So it's called the inductive study method. But I had a whole Bible that was the, um, that's the kind of Bible it was, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was uh, um, a, a, what was the one with the A, the translation? American Standard. New American Standard. Yeah, New American. Yep. Yep. Which I used for years, and Nathan and I would always have an NS. You know, you you guys are going to, you can think we're so, such nerds, because we'd be like, you're using the ESV, and I prefer this one, and we'd have like, you know, just this. Who's translation better? I've, here's the deal. I've always been, I, even through Bible school, I used New King James and NASB. And then I read a book on the ESV Bible. I, I read several books on translations. And I found that ESV, like for, were like for, for me, understandability. Right. So then he tried to get me over to ESV because it was the better way, right? And I'm like, no, I like my NASB and I'm going to use it because it had really, really wide margins. So wide. They were so wide. It was such a big Bible. It was like one of those Bibles you can beat somebody up with, like literally just beat them to a pulp. And I loved that thing. It started to come off of its, um, its little binding. Mm-hmm. My, my dad's Bible, he has this Bible he's had, I don't know, 30 years. And it's missing big chunks of Genesis. They're just gone. And I'm like, Dad, you need a new Bible. He's like, this is the Bible, blah, 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 blah. It was given to me by blah. And I'm like, yeah, but you're missing chunks. He's like, it's fine. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, We've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos. And all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you. If you would like to become a partner, please visit cultivaterelationships.com slash support. Now, I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. I want to get back to what you were originally asking me, um, because I guess this is kind of like having this conversation. This is a shoot the breeze, right? So we're allowed mm-hmm. to have this conversation. I'm allowed to like think about it as I'm talking. Mm-hmm. That's that's. That's the whole point. Okay. Yeah, that's the whole point. So, because you guys, I'm going to give you a little peer into what's been going on in my head about this because it is something that I, I guess I fantasize about what I want my, want my devotional time to be. And when it doesn't measure up to that, I feel super, guilt's the wrong word, but I feel like I maybe, maybe I'm not getting as much as I could. And then that maybe the Lord's disappointed in me and that. You know, I just need to try harder. Like, that's the cycle, do right? You, do you have the feeling of, like, being insufficient for the day? Like, oh, man, I wasn't able to get my Bible uh, my Bible reading in or devotional time in. I feel insufficient for the day. You know, I used to really study with that or struggle with that. Hmm. 
And I had to come to the place where I would, um, I would just capture moments I had through the day. So instead of feeling like, wow, I can't get through this day because I don't feel filled up. I don't feel refreshed. I don't feel like I have any spirituality. (laughs) Um, instead of thinking that way, I'm going to take the time I have in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. the time I have, you know, in the hallway as I'm walking from one place of the house to right. And just stop and, and, and talk to the Lord about it and talk to him about the areas where I'm feeling like I can't do it or like I need help in. And, um, I think what, what I've come to the conclusion is, is that even if I am faithless, he is faithful. And it doesn't mean I've been faithless, but even if, right? right. Even if he is faithful. Like you and take it, you take it to the extreme. Taking it to yeah. the extreme that even if I could have done better, even if I could have got up earlier, even mm. if I could find a way to sedate this child <laughs> <laughs> that. You could buy chloroform. Did you know that on Amazon? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. No, we're flagged. But, um, no, e- you can't. Yeah. Stop it. Even if he is still faithful to me and he knows the desires yeah. of my heart. Um, and so I, I spent so the last few years in my health issues, I've spent so much time in the Psalms. I've spent so much time, um, just meditating on scriptures that are familiar and are um, real to me mm-hmm. and praying them. Um, I love, I actually love the exhortations of Paul in the, um, I love the start of all the epistles. I usually get stuck in the start because I love how he greets mm. the church. He always greets the church with such um, grace mm. and it's not ever like, do better, guys. Wow, I heard some terrible news about you. It's like, even when he heard terrible things, he's like, hey, hey, I want you to know that I love you. And the love of Christ, the love of Christ, that's what is going to get you hmm. from point A to point B. And that's what is going to fill you up. And that is what's going to give you all the knowledge you need. And you know what, guys, it's it's about that love. And it's about that grace. And I'm praying for you, right? It's that, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but when he starts these letters they're just so filled with life and um really good prayers for people (laughs) and so i if i'm i'm thinking wow i really need to pray for this person i'll actually read that and pray it over somebody Mm. you know I'll, i'll pray it over myself um i'll go to Places in the, in the, in the scriptures, like I was saying that, that I know that there's just such rich, (laughs) richness there that I can really read and get him, get into my heart for the few minutes that I have. Right. Um, I honestly, I do love praying, um, as far as like, I don't want to just be spending my whole time reading. I like to spend time praying or just sitting, you know, sitting and and allowing the Lord to, to speak to me too. Um, I think that I don't want to be talking all the time that I have, mm-hmm. but it, I don't do, know. Do you, um, do you find yourself, like you're saying, not, not pr- talking the whole time, not, not praying, but do you find yourself more meditating or just kind of reviewing right. some of the verses that yeah. you've, yeah. What does that look like for you? Like, how does that, um, like pragmatically, what does meditating on what you've read look like? Hmm. You read something, you start to think on it, okay, so and then let's... Ari busts in the door. No, and, and that's what right. I mean by the pragmatic of like, what do you mean like throughout the day or whatever it is? Um... Okay, so one thing that's funny is if I do, like, if I'm not actively doing something, I'm just sitting there and my eyes are closed, everybody thinks it's fine to start talking to me. <laughs> so that's really annoying. <laughs> like, everybody, including this guy. 
that's not necessarily true. <laughs> anyway, um, so that is a struggle. No. Um, okay, hold on. It's true. Just yesterday morning, you're like, oh, babe, stop talking to me. That was yesterday, but After, listen, no, listen like to me. 10 minutes of you I want y'all to listen to me because guess what he did? Guess what he did is I decide, hey, I'm going to start going out to this other area of our house <laughs> so I can be alone. And you know what Nathan decides? He's like, hey, that sounds cozy. That sounds nice. He comes out, cuddles under my blanket. He's like, hey, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're here. <laughs> It was and comfy. Then, yeah, and then I just kind of like gave into it. Like, I guess this is happening. But I, I tried not to talk to you. I know. Anyway. um, It was good. I just needed someone, a person, a okay. human in the room. <laughs> I know. Don't, don't you all. Um, <laughs> so meditating on a uh, word. Um, hmm. Uh, so a concept, okay? Let's think about a concept here. I'm not going to grab a scripture right now, but I'll grab a concept. The Lord is kind. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you agree that yes, the scripture I, backs up I the, concur. the idea that the Lord is kind? Okay. So what is kindness? What does kindness look like? Um, when I'm being kind to somebody, I'm not judging them. I'm not picking them apart for every little thing they're doing wrong. Um, I'm being helpful to them. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, right? When I'm being kind to somebody, like if they don't smile back at me right away, I just smile bigger sometimes because mm. maybe they didn't see me or uh, maybe say, if you're trying to talk to someone and they don't say anything back, maybe they didn't hear you. Maybe they have a hearing problem. You, you talk, you say it again, you know, like kindness mm. really is, it is it, kindness in itself assumes the best. I want to mm -hmm. say, and kindness is, um, even at someone's worst, it assumes the best. It does. And it, it, it kindness is where you kind of go out of your way to care for somebody. I guess if I were to describe it, I'm not looking at a dictionary right now, but if I'm being kind, kind of a really good example of a societal thing that's really kind is holding the door open for someone. It's a little way that you can be kind is holding the mm -hmm. door open for somebody. It's going out of your way to do something you don't have to do for somebody else. Right? Mm -hmm. So... I think we look at some of these big concepts of the Lord, like the Lord is love. That's great. He really is. He really is. But that's really big. And sometimes our experiences with love can be a little bit heady. And we're still workshopping that mm -hmm. a little bit, right? So if we take a littler concept, I guess, and think about it, like how we can apply that in our life. Like instead of saying, well, I need to be loving well, okay, that's, I'm still working on what that means, but mm -hmm. I know what kindness is. I can be kind. So it's that idea like, okay, I want to imitate the Lord. So how can I be kind to um, my kids? What does it look like to be kind to them? Um, what does it look like with the Lord being kind to me? Is he, how, what's his reaction towards me? Am I? Am I being kind to me? Like, I guess that's more mm -hmm. of what I would think meditating on something mm. would be and thinking through it. And I guess I also love, um, I love quiet. Um, it's weird. I used to love music and be into all the artists and do all the music stuff. And then, <laughs> and then after kids, I was like, I just really want some quiet. <laughs> and I think I kind of got out of a lot of, I even though I still really like music if there's a time where I can just be in quiet I like being quiet and so um sometimes I just like to sit in the quiet and pray something like Lord what does it mean like, you know using the kindness analogy Lord what does it mean that you are kind to me and just waiting and, and hmm. trying to hear what he has to say. Sometimes he brings me to a scripture. Sometimes he'll bring me to a memory. Sometimes he'll bring me to um, just a thought in my head. How long do you have to wait before he speaks to you? Generally not long at all. Yeah, not long at all. Yeah. And, um. Because I've had, I think, you know, you and I both have had people 
when we make that statement, which, you know, my, my journey with hearing God's voice, but people who've, who made the statement, well, I pray, but I just don't hear God's voice. I don't hear anything. And then hearing you, I mean, man, Lacey must be really close to God if she can hear his voice and she asks a question and he answers. You know what I think a key to hearing God's voice is? What? And this is me. This is my own. This is like, <laughs> this is like my own uh, guess. Okay. Okay. Um, knowing his character. Hmm. Because when you know his character, <coughs> when you hear that small whisper, when you hear, when you have that thought. If it backs up his character, you know it's him, right? Um, so, for example, um, we were told to study the character of God. You know, we're told to to do that, and and I, I believe that you need you need to do that. But there there comes a point where you need to trust, hmm. right? You can pick out a scripture, you can pick out a story, and say, well, that's not who he is. And if you're not looking at, this is a really big talk about it, but if you're not looking at the, the scripture as a whole, right? The scripture as a whole is a story of the Lord saving us. It is a story of his redemption. His kindness. His kindness, <laughs> his loving kindness yeah. for mankind, his desire to bring us back into relationship with him. That's the entire story. And um, so as we start to to know the character, the character of God, we start to know him. And if we know him, then we can hear him. Hmm. Right. And, and I'm just, like I said, I'm sure that, you know, have you ever like gone through a season or a time when you dismissed what something you heard in your mind? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause do you like, this is a serious question. Like, do you, because I remember doing that, and at some point, I know I had to just stop and be like, okay, this is God's voice. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I think we start too big. Hmm. I think we need to trust him in the small things if we want to hear him on the big things. Like, if you're talking to him and you're like, man, I really messed up today, and you hear, I love you, receive it. If you just push it away and go, oh, that's just Christianese, or that's just hmm. something I heard, you know, so I know it's true, whatever. Receive it. Hmm. You're loved. You're loved. You're fully, completely loved. So you me, know what I do you know yeah. what I mean? Like and yeah. if you receive that truth on that level, you're gonna be able to receive the 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 words that are, are more detailed, I guess. So the the issue that we maybe what we struggle with or or people, maybe what I used to struggle with, is not that I didn't not that we don't hear God's voice, but that we dismiss it, that we I think so. excuse it, that I we think so. Hmm. Okay. Um. Okay, so I don't know if you answered the. I think you answered the question. I'm satisfied with your answer. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but I wanted to ask about um, what you had said. You you'd said two things. You either mix up the translations that you'll use or you'll just, you'll read a book. Explain that. I never said I read a book. Mm-hmm. I can rerun the tape. No, I said I used, a, um, you, you probably think of things I've told you, but mm. I say I use it as a spine and I'll pull different paraphrases or different translations at different times. But, um, I have in, in the past read a book, um, in place of, uh, Bible reading. Mm-hmm. Um, if, and I think that's kind of, I, I, so I know that I really feel like you said that anyways, and that's kind of maybe what I wanted you to expound on. Right. So if I feel that there's an issue in my life that the Lord is really, um, wanting me to pay attention to or listen to him about, you know, I'll, I'll, and I feel directed to read a book about it. Um, and, you know, it's not like I'm looking at this, like, this is a new scripture. If I'm reading a, a biography and a <laughs> missionary, right? It's right. like, I want you, I want to talk to you about sacrifice. And so, you mm-hmm. know, I'm directed to to this book, you know, so I'm reading it and I'm praying and I'm talking to the Lord about it. Like, what does that mean? What does that look mm-hmm. like? Um, 
the the one I'm thinking of right now is the one we read on with um what's his name? I always think of the Reese. author's name, Reese Howells. Okay. Reese Howells. So we read the the I read it first and Nathan read it second and you know, just reading and then praying and talking to the Lord about um just this this man's life. I mean, he was mm. an incredible, incredible man of God. And he was just faithful in small things. Really, for his whole mm-hmm. life, he's faithful in small things. And the Lord kept kind of upping the the responsibility the, that he upping had. Upping the small thing. <laughs> right. But his, his, the weight of uh, how he had to have faith never changed from the yeah. small to the big. It's always whether or not we're going to have faith and, 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 and move out mm-hmm. in that, that faith. And that was, that was very true through all of Reese's life. And so that was honestly, I think the key for me personally with my devotional times is that I am, um, I'm engaging with the Lord about what he wants to talk to me about. I think that's when I feel the most fulfilled is mm-hmm. when I'm gaining with him about what he wants to talk to me about. Mm-hmm. So you and you also appreciate, uh, like devotionals. No, I don't like devotionals at all. You love devotionals. I hate devotionals. No, there's one devotional. I like, Oswald. that doesn't mean I like all devotionals. No, Oswald. That's the one I was thinking. I like one <laughs> devotional. <laughs> what is it? My utmost fur is highest. By Oswald Chambers? Yeah, Mr. Streams in the desert every day crying like a baby. I don't love all the devotionals. Streams in the desert. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Gotta defend the streams in the (laughs) desert. I'm not saying it's not a good one. I'm just saying that my (laughs) my utmost fur is highest is the best devotional ever written. And it's, it's it's incredible. There's literally... It's not, not another devotional that is that cons- like that short. The day the j- daily writing is that short and that packed full of truth. It's 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 amazing. You and Jeremy have this obsession. But obviously, we're not alone. It's like one of the best selling devotionals of all time. I'm not a devotional guy. I feel sometimes I feel like, and I'm not trying to knock your intelligence, but maybe it's just a little bit too highbrow for you. <laughs> Maybe. You know, I do like the Bible Project. Yeah. You know, you love it when someone like wants to insult you and they say, I'm not going to insult you in this way. And then they insult you in that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a joke on your. Uh, I understand. Account. I'm a, you know what? I'm a simple man who just loves to read his Bible. Which is really actually really funny to me. <laughs> the whole streams and desert thing, because you got the original version, the original language the more bold English style and you love it. I love it. Yep. So funny, which that's the whole reason you don't like. No, you know, it's my utmost for its highest. No, it's not. I think it has to do with how someone's writing style speaks to you. So like you and Jeremy are very much, I would say very similar personalities. And so Oswald speaks to, and he often addresses um, not performance necessarily, but at least all the ones that you've read to me, I'm like, oh, okay, I think I see a thread here of... Yeah, it, he it does talk to... about performance a lot. So, so, like, you and Jeremy, I think that's one of the reasons why you like it. It, it was like the other day you read me something, which at the time I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> then later on in the day it actually really spoke to me. <laughs> but it was, uh, but for the most part, I could take or leave Oswald. Streams in the Desert... Gets me every time. <laughs> every time. It's a great one. It's a great one. So it's not. It's not the language. It's. I think. I think the writing style or or the personality that comes through the writing style that and that that's honestly. I think here's this is exactly what we're talking about of finding what works for you both on material books you know the um the bible the translations books biographies we're talking about devotionals different styles of devotionals and i think we're talking about a relationship with the lord that's right it's not it's not (laughs) it's not supposed to be looked at as like i'm clocking in i'm clocking out 
did my time today. And the thing about relationships is they're always moving. Mm-hmm. They're they're growing. They're, mm-hmm. um, you know, Nathan and I were always talking about things that interest us or mm-hmm. things that are going on with us. Like we're engaging each other where we're at. And I don't think our relationship with the Lord should be any different. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we make it too religious in, in what we feel like it has to be, then we miss out on that it is a relationship. Wasn't one of our first podcasts about this? I'm having some deja vu. Well, we've done one on devotionals or study, but sometimes it's good to revisit. Okay. I think it's good. I think because, especially because I'm doing a series um, dealing with how to read the Bible with the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do another podcast on this because... um, Where can we find that series? It's funny. It's actually right in the show notes, right below where you're watching or listening Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, I'm actually going to link it. So, um, you know, one of the things that I do want to... With our podcast, um, you can comment and ask questions, and particularly a subject like this that is so personal to people with, you know, here's my situation, I don't have time, I do have time, here's what I'm struggling with, reading the Bible, I don't like reading the Bible, whatever it is. Please leave a comment, um, and we can we can bring up some of those questions or respond to some of those questions and in future podcasts but um yeah you can comment right below uh where you're watching or listening to this on our website um so with that with your seeming lack of time and uh you know what what someone would say is is you know Lacey it sounds like you have a really deficient uh relation or um you know, unless you're getting your word study out and unless you're looking into the Greek and Hebrew and really digging into those words, you know, you're missing out. You're missing a lot. You're missing out. Um, and how would you, and I guess maybe how would you encourage people who feel that way, who, who feel like, man, I'm not, I don't have my, my Hebrew and Greek lexicons and I'm not digging into the, I don't have time. I have work, I have kids, I have a spouse, I have whatever, I mean, whatever their schedule is, how would you encourage someone to, Uh, yeah. I would say, number one, never stop trying to carve that time out. Even Mm. if you get discouraged, even if it fails, even if it doesn't work out the first few goes, or if you run through a season where it's not working, readjust, make a new plan, and try again. Because it's not about what you're doing as much as it is your intention and your desire. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously it's important that we're that we're doing something during that time. But um, do you know what I mean by mm-hmm. that? That yeah. that you're not giving up on trying to spend time with the Lord because I think the Lord meets us where we're at. And, and like I was saying earlier that he is good to us and he sees our desire. He sees our genuineness and he meets us there in that place, but that we do have to, I hate to use the word prioritize because that's not what I, what I want to get at. I mean, you know, that whole thing like Lord and then, I don't know, sandwiches and then church and whatever it is, you know what I mean? The hierarchy, (laughs) I'm just making a joke that, um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to be like, wow, you need this hierarchy thing. What I'm trying to say is that we do, not only do we need a relationship with the Lord, it's amazing to have one and that we need to be investing in and putting time into that relationship. How that looks, I don't know, but are you asking him, well, where, where is my time Lord? Or God, I'm sorry today didn't work out. Will, will you forgive me for, you know, mm. my part in that, for falling back asleep? I'm sorry. Hmm. Let's, let's, 
you know what let's <laughs> let me try that again tomorrow and well, it's not like you're signing off like good luck for the day you know like i am talking to the lord through the whole day so you know if i if i i, I feel like sometimes we try to put this devotional into a really um controllable thing or this time into a really controllable thing when it's more supposed to be the intention of our heart mm -hmm. right and if the intention of our heart is to get closer to the lord we are going to keep trying to make it happen yeah well and and a uh, couple things that you mentioned that are important number one it's not just carving out a chunk in the morning it's you're having an ongoing conversation with god throughout the day right right Two, <clears throat> maybe if you did fall asleep, maybe you need more sleep, mm -hmm. right? I mean, maybe do what you can or try to do what you can to, to get more rest, right? Again, not looking at it as, oh man, I fell asleep again. Well, okay. I mean, use that as a, as a, like a signal. Oh man. I, okay. If I'm crazy tired in the morning, do I have to go to bed earlier? Do I have to shift when I have my devotions? Like you were saying, you're not necessarily a morning person. And so, and people who aren't, like I know people who do their devotions before they yeah, go to but bed. But I can't or, do it before I go to bed. No, I know. I, I don't feel like I'm going to die. <clears throat> right. <laughs> and so, but it's, 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 I think. Like crawling off the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now I have to read. Um, uh, no, I want to. I read, but it's for fun. It's not for thought. No. And so I think that's your, one of your biggest points though, is it's messy. You, you fail when you just stop trying. Right. I guess that yeah. is my point is that the only failure was in, when you stop trying yeah. completely, when and you're he, not being, when you're not <clears throat> talking to him about even how you feel like a failure, that's when it's done because you're cutting right. down that commute. You're cutting out that communication. Right. Um, I remember, and I, I remember when I had an infant and this sweet mama, she had had a lot of kids. I don't know, like 11 years older. And she told me, man, my best times with the Lord is when I would get up in the middle of the night with my babies and I would nurse them and I'd talk to the Lord and I'd rock them. And it was just such a sweet time with the Lord. And I'm just looking at her like. At the time, our baby just screamed constantly. She screamed all day. She screamed all night. And um, <laughs> I just can't even imagine having any kind of peaceful attitude at that point. Like getting woken up in the middle of the night. And I am, when I, when I get up in the middle of the night or when I get up in the morning, I am not somebody who can think. I just can't no. think. No. I can't operate heavy machinery. I can't make it you can't drive can't. you can't <laughs> you can't do anything so um which is operating heavy machinery <laughs> anyway. i look them as separate <laughs> so so i was just looking at her like oh my gosh this is not relatable to me at all it will never happen <laughs> thank you for the advice but no and um read the room <laughs> It's so bad. Even remembering it, I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, and and so I just think of that and I'm like, I don't have tips and tricks. I don't know what will work for you in your life. I don't know where you're at emotionally. I don't know where you're at physically. I don't know. But what I do know is that God wants to meet with you. Mm -hmm. That's what I know. Mm -hmm. And that it's no matter, not... No matter right. if it's like five minutes in the bathroom. Right. It, he does. Yeah. You know, um, what some of my greatest times of worship are in the shower, right? Even though I still get inter interrupted once, twice, every single time, you know, guys, I don't even have that many kids. <laughs> I, I think we, even... it feels like we have five though. I... People who tell me they have five, I'm like, eh, sounds I about it. right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I understand. <laughs> the, well, and the other thing is that you, uh, Oh, the other, some, something that someone that was encouraging told you because she had kids as well and she seemed to have more of your uh, outlook on life. Um, what is that? Outlook? She goes, she goes, uh, you know what? 
just stay saved. No, that wasn't what someone told me. It was, <laughs> uh, it? Um, no, it was this Bible study that uh, um, a missionary friend, their older couple, they're missionary friends of ours. They were, they were pastoring at the time. And this was mm-hmm. like 30 years ago when she ran a Bible study and they had small kids and she just tell, you know, stay saved ladies, just yeah. stay saved all the, you know, mamas yeah. with the babies. And, you know, I remember I was part of a, when the kids were little, I was part of a mom's group and. We were in a small town and I kid you not, we had, we got so big. We had, um, I want to say in the house alone was 30 women. There was 30 babies. So these are like nursing, not able to leave their mom. And then I think at one point there was upwards of 75 kids in the house down the road, like the other house. It's a lot of big families in this town. And, um, yeah, that was only like three families, right? No, no. (laughs) but I mean, it was really, really crazy. And so basically we would talk, we would, um, go around the, try to go around the room and get, um, do prayer. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And it was just the process of being together. And, you know, that's the thing is we'd have all these side conversations where people were talking to each other and connecting yeah. and just connecting in the name of the Lord, which, you know, sounds Christianese. But when I'm connecting with someone in the name of the Lord, it is me connecting with that person with the hope that I have in Christ for every single problem that they have yeah. or every single issue they have or every single joy that they have. That's me connecting with them and for that purpose. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's a t- total big tangent. And, and I know that all of us are not in that point in my life. I mean, my kids are older now and I really didn't think I'd still be dealing with the things I'm dealing with now, but I am. And I have plenty of friends that are just, they are working full time. They are running around their kids, just running them to and fro constantly like crazy people. They're trying to run the house and they are exhausted. They are mm-hmm. utterly exhausted. And so I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you're at. And I don't know, I don't know how to fix the situation, but I think what you need to start looking at it as is that the Lord wants to meet with you. He wants to talk to you. And that when you spend time with him, it will be refreshment. It will be refreshment. And so what works? Talk to your spouse. Find something that works. Even if it's not like what your pastor says is ideal or what you heard on a radio sermon was ideal. What can you make work and build from there? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I yeah, I, I don't have any great advice. I just kind of have like some good advice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll... <laughs> In our Check show back no- with me in 10 years. <laughs> there you go. In our show notes, we'll link to books and stuff that we mentioned here and, um, yeah, all of the things. I, I know we'll you're link. rounding up, but yeah. I'm, like, totally insecure about everything I said. Like, what? I, not everything. No, here's the deal. People out there are probably going to be like, yes, I just, finally. I think I feel bad because I don't have it figured out, guys. But I know God loves me, and I know He has grace for me, here's and that's that's the, where I'm landing. Here's the deal: nobody has it figured out. Nobody. Some people seem like they have it figured out. You know what? Here's uh, they really do. Great example: I wrote a book about how to forgive and stuff and whatever, and live completely happy. Um, all the time. All the time. <laughs> you know our life. Nobody has it all figured out. The point is, we are a body. We encourage one another. Mm-hmm. We we stand next to each other. This is the whole reason we have to live in community is because there are days where I'm going to drop. I'm not going to be strong enough to hold up my shield of faith, right? I'm going to be weak some days. So if I'm with someone, I borrow their shield of faith, right? You you come in. I mean, Wouldn't I, it be just as heavy? No, no, no. So you, you want me to help you no, lift you stand, it? No, you stand next to me. Oh, I help you lift your... No, you look at... Oh, my goodness. Now I have to get into that. I'm okay. riding the analogy. You are. You... So the Roman soldiers, some of the... They're, you know, when they would hold their shield, they're holding their shield in a way that is protecting the person next to them. Mm. And so that when... Um, and so that when... If a guy kind of gets wounded... You you're filling in you're naturally filling in that space 
And so that's what I mean by when I when I so view... it's like their shield was for them and for others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I view like this conversation, like you're saying, I I feel like I don't have it figured out or what you know. What's happening is someone who might be struggling with a lack of faith. They're looking at us going, okay, I'm going to try. Man, that was really good what Lacey said that one point. I'm going to try that. Right? It's those little moments, those little touches that are those shields of faith where we come in. And it's just same thing with you where you'll have, you know, a mom who told you that one story about, hey, just stay saved. Like that was a moment of shield of faith. Her faith was guarding you right in a moment of weakness. Um, and that's what I mean is I think even in sharing some of these areas that we feel vulnerable in or struggle in, it's to benefit. It's to be like, hey, listen, we don't have it all figured out. Here's a few things that we've learned work or help for the moment, but we are also constantly learning. And it's exactly the point that Proverbs talks about with the person who stumbles is not the one that fails. It's the person who stays down. That's the fail. Mm. And, and maybe you're, maybe you need a couple days to rest before you get back up. (laughs) Now that I'm down here. (laughs) I'm just going to lay down. Right. But it, it goes back to, you know what, even if I'm faithless, God is faithful and he will pursue me and he will give me strength and he will give me rest and he will give me peace of mind. Even if I failed today, because his mercy is new every day. It's it's not like he lost it for the week. Right. Well done. You used it up today. Right. No, you you're stayed right. you stayed in bed for three days. Oh, all gone. <laughs> and uh that's what I mean. Like when people are struggling, whether it's with medical issues where they are in bed for days on end or can't work or they're at work and they're ha- they have to work overtime and their kids are whatever the scenario is. It's these conversations I think. I think we want to believe that it is, is, I got to make sure I word this right. I think we believe that if I read my Bible, that's where I'm going to gain the strength. But it's actually in conversation and relationship with others that we gain the strength. And I think God, I, I know God designed it that way. Like it forces us to be in relationship with others, talking about where we're struggling, talking about, man, today I just could not whatever, do whatever. But that's how community works, right? Like you and me, when you're struggling, you don't isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. We talk, right? right? So strength is found in community, right? not in isolation. Anyways. That's all I had. I think we did good today. Thanks, hon. I think we did pretty good. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, too. Um, Do you want to pray for maybe those struggling with their lack of devotion or meditation or whatever? Bible reading? Mm. (laughs) So, Father God, I thank you that, um, that you see us that you care about each one of us, Lord, that you are not, you're not demanding things out of us that we are incapable of. And so I pray that if you've put things on our heart, ways that you want to connect with us, ways that you Mm. want us to spend time with you, I pray that you may give us the um, ability to to do it, whether that be uh, time freed up in our schedule, whether that be the physical um, energy to do it. Lord God, I pray for that supernatural empowerment. And I pray that our desire and that our attitude may be turned towards that intention. God, I pray about um, just the things that we're studying, that we're putting into our minds and our hearts, the um, resources that we're using. I pray that you may um, be glorified in them and that we may be able to look to your word and and that it may be... um, 
be opened up to us. That we may be able to see you and see your heart through the scriptures, through the words. Lord God, even if they're so familiar that um, we've read them all so many times, or if they're really unfamiliar and we don't even know how to do it, that you may meet us in that place. And Lord, I pray against discouragement, that we may not be discouraged, that um, you are not a task to be done. You are not something that we're supposed to make a check mark for, but that you walk with us and that you want to walk with us. That we don't have to hide in shame from you for anything. Um, I thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, babe. Yeah. All right. Goodbye.